Hello, I'm Jody Palmer, and you're listening to Pivot. Everyday people experiencing everyday events. They are pivotal moments with lasting impact. Join me as we connect with people from all walks of life and look back at moments that created change. You will hear stories of courage, heartache, disappointment, and faith. Some topics in the episode today may not be suitable for younger audiences. If you are ready, let's dive in to today's conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Pivot. Uh, I'd like you to you know, grab a blanket, a cup of tea, or put your runners on and head out for a walk. And I believe that tonight we're in for a really wonderful conversation that will be inspiring. So I would like to welcome to the podcast tonight, Vicki. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. It's good, good to have you here. So um, just to give everybody a bit of a background, I met Vicki when we were living um, in a small rural town in Saskatchewan. I will not say which one, just in case. <laughs> But if, if you're good with that, then that's fine. So Vicki, I'm always inspired to have people um, that we talk to who have gone through uh, life and life hasn't been easy. Maybe it's been a challenge. And I love talking about what those pivotal moments are in, in everyone's life. I'm excited to hear your story tonight. But first of all, I would like you to just introduce yourself to us. Okay, well, I'm, um, I'm a middle-aged mom of um, I say four and a half, and you'll understand that later in the story. Um, I, I have three adult children who are currently working with my husband and I, and I have um, uh, a little boy in grade five, and um, we come from Canada's East Coast originally, and we have been living in Saskatchewan for 10 years this summer. My goodness, it flies. Well, that It has gone by really quickly, right? <laughs> And I really? think we've, we've survived possibly a really difficult winter. So Vicki, what I would like you to do for me is setting aside your role as a wife and a mom and as an employee at an organization, how would you define you yourself? I would hope that people would, when they think of me, think of compassion and humor, probably first and foremost. <laughs> uh, I and because I knew you a little bit before um, and follow you on social media, I know that you are a person of humor, which I um, greatly relate to. Is there anything else that you would, um, you know, any way that you would define yourself? Oh, goodness, I don't know. I, I try to, I just try to persevere and stay positive and I love mm. coffee and... <laughs> <laughs> on a weight loss journey so I'm, I'm being mindful of health related things um and and trying to imagine myself as an empty nester in a few years it's I I have grandbabies and it's an odd place to be with an elementary school child and grandbabies so really, it, it would be I really have to find myself yet <laughs> And that what a beautiful thing, right? That as we grow, uh, not older, but as we mature and learn more about ourselves, it really helps to, um, it helps us define who we are and what our values are. You already dropped something here in the bucket. So I would like to attack that. You mentioned about your health journey. 
Vicki, would yeah. you be able to share a little bit about what has been pivotal in your health journey? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, I don't do anything in an ordinary manner, if you know me at all. <laughs> and so um, I, I was having a real struggle with my weight, um, particularly since the birth of my youngest child. It didn't matter what diet I tried or how much exercise I did. I just kept gaining. And at my heaviest, I was almost 400 pounds and I am about five feet, four inches tall. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty big girl. Mm -hmm. And I, I read something about the keto diet online and I thought, you know what, why not? Like, what do I have to lose? And at that point I had already been referred for weight loss surgery. So uh, like I said, I don't do anything ordinary. So I started the keto diet on Thanksgiving weekend of 2018. <laughs> terrible time <laughs> terrible time very brave uh, i know but we're we're a little over three years in now and i'm down 140 pounds so yeah it's, that it's, is remarkable yeah. remarkable <laughs> so but okay so what are some of the pivotal changes that you've noticed in yourself because of i guess losing that weight and getting healthier um, I, I think I'm more confident overall, uh, both personally and in, and in the workplace. I, I I feel that I present as more confident, more flexible, um, less struggles with asthma. Uh, knock on wood, the snow mold has not got me this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you would think with the amount of snow we've got, I'd be miserable. Mm -hmm. So just um, just feeling better physically, mentally, all of it that's it would it would just impact everything right you know it really does I, it's, I followed it's... I followed you today and there you are after work going for a bike <laughs> ride with your dog um and you're crushing it and those things are in there they inspire other people right um and that's so important so how do you view um how do you view exercise to you um, when I lived in Nova Scotia, I had a membership at the YMCA and um, I, that started during my divorce uh, my, from my first marriage, um, which was very trying. That divorce took about four years. Um, my, one of my children had been molested by my ex-husband. It was very, very tough. Mm -hmm. um, and I started going to the YMCA as a form of stress relief. And I have always found, um, I do have fibromyalgia and I've always found my fibromyalgia is best managed not with meds but with exercise and it's just so good for your mental health just I don't know it gives you a place to focus for a while so yeah it really does there's sometimes uh, and I can relate to that is for my mental health and stress sometimes when I'm feeling like oh I can't go outside because it's too cold or I feel like the, mm -hmm. there's other things to do I almost view mm -hmm. getting out for a walk or hiking like my medication and I just yes. said, you know what, Jody, this is what you have to do. And you know that you're <laughs> going to reap the benefits of that. Um, yes. and so, and so that's important, you know, thank you for sharing about that, that, um, because it's important. We need to encourage one another, you know, what does health look like? And for everybody, it, it looks a little bit different. Um, I, I would like to kind of jump back a little bit and I would want to ask you who has there been a pivotal person in your life? Oh, my nanny Marguerite. <laughs> I'm going to cry talking about her. Why? Tell us about her and how she impacted you. Hmm. Um, 
I met her as a neighbor when I was five years old. <laughs> and when I was, we lived in um, rural New Brunswick at the time. And um, she had a little country store and um, one gas pump. <laughs> and a friend of hers ran a little canteen in the same driveway and they served French fries. And I used to go over there and bundle forks and ketchup and salt, et cetera, for the canteen. And when I was 14, um, she hired me to work in the store and it was my first job. <laughs> um, over the years, she just became, she was really more of a mom to me, almost more of a mom than my own. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, whenever I could, I would go visit her on mother's day and take her, you know, you always get a rose at church on mother's day. And I would take mine to, to Nanny Marguerite's and, um, as I, settled into a blended family in a second marriage she just took those kids on like she'd known them all their lives and the first thing she said to them was let nanny marguerite get you a popsicle you know mm -hmm. um she just was a wonderful wonderful lady she was um a baptist lady she survived bowel cancer and she she outlived three husbands <laughs> just, Whoa. and there was no judgment there was no judgment she would just yeah. pour a cup of coffee and when everything went terrible in my life there was never judgment so i think <laughs> this is the kind of thing that i love and um wow why do we start to cry right away but <laughs> consistently i hear that when when people have needs and are going through really really difficult things that that non-judgmental connection is so mm -hmm. vital um to keeping us sometimes it's breathing right just, yes just simply breathing and giving you yes. the courage to keep going when when something's um when your life is falling around about you yeah um i find that really really inspiring yeah so has there been a way that you have um even used her example of of non-judgmental and connection to reach out to others i maybe that's my love of coffee i'm not sure that's a question. <laughs> I, I, it's powerful to just sit with someone over a cup of coffee and just listen to their story and um you know don't give advice unless it's asked for and just just love them love them yeah. well yeah, yeah. With a hug it's just it, it's something powerful and just the little everyday connection mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so important i love the i love the bridge between um having a cup of coffee that's such a safe thing to do right you know let's go have coffee and before you know it there again it's that connection that conversation and a lot of people just need to be heard and valued yes. yeah and so that's that's uh, so critical i am um, i can almost imagine what your world is like in your community of how you're able to do that um with your kids does this ha does that happen on the job like do you ever find that you're able to make those connections at work my teammate and i actually had the most wonderful conversation um just yesterday it was it was so fantastic um she's not religious at all um her sister her mom found God later in her life. Her sister um, is is becoming mm -hmm. um, closer to God and, and developing her own personal walk. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we just had the best conversation yesterday about what Christianity looks like. And and you know, I actually said to her, I'm concerned that I'm, I'm concerned that 
I might be the reason someone wouldn't come to my church. Like we all have struggles and mine is my language. I've been very open about that. It's been a struggle since my first marriage. And uh, she, she actually, she said, you know, I, I think that you are the image of a Christian who doesn't pretend to be perfect or holier than thou. And that meant a lot to me. Yeah. Uh, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're that's, here, to be, we're here to be accessible and relatable and just love people. Right. And, and to be very real. So because you've brought up your faith, um, would you be open to sharing um, how did how did you how did you find faith? How did you find God? Who was pivotal or what happened to, to steer you in, in the faith direction? I was born into a Christian home, a Pentecostal home. Mm -hmm. um, and for the early years of my life, I attended a very, very strict Pentecostal church. Ah. Um, in, my, in my teenage years, we went to a different denomination, still Pentecostal, just a little, a little less about standards i guess about like clothing and, and standards um I, it really was in my adult life though that i really formed a solid relationship with god i would say in my early adult years i was kind of in and out i got pregnant before i was married that was a big no-no um my ex-husband was very abusive i ended up going through a divorce um things are said and done that are offensive and um, if you're in a weak place, you take that offense, you like, you grab onto it and take it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I spent a few years kind of lost and not really sure if I wanted to be associated with religion at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I came to a place where it had to be about relationship and not religion. That's right. Um, and at that time, I will say that all, all of my children had been placed in foster care. It was a very tough chapter to live through. Um, and I just, I remember actually there was a song by Casting Crowns called Praise You in This Storm. And I remember hearing that song and just like having a total meltdown in my living room. And I thought, I have to praise my way out of this. Like I have to, when nothing else is solid, what what do you have left besides your faith in God? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, and I think that was the point in my life that I really decided if I don't get anything else right, I have to get this right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So do you believe that your faith has carried you through a lot of um, difficult waters? Oh, yeah. It, there are things that you'll never understand this side of eternity. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And, and what does keep you going if you don't have a hope or faith? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, that's something right. better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So then I'm going to just boldly ask you, and I don't know if you have anything written down, but is there a scripture or a song? Well, you already mentioned the one by Casting Crowns, but is there a scripture mm -hmm. that has been pivotal in your faith walk? There have been a few of them. I would say at the time of that Casting Crowns song, my pivotal scripture, and I remember having it on the wall over my computer desk, was Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper you to give you hope in the future and not to harm you that one was um that one kept me going for a very long time That's right. yeah <laughs> um, years later after moving to Saskatchewan um, my dad had MS and was um, being sent to a nursing home in 2018 and I had a I had a real struggle most of my life with picturing God as my heavenly father, uh, my dad and I didn't fight. We just didn't 
talk much when I was growing up. Just, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't, you can't fight if you're not talking much. Right? <laughs> this is true. Um, so I didn't have a good idea of what a heavenly father looked like, I guess. Um, and I heard a message by Pastor Louis Giglio um, on understanding God as your father. And he said, um, God is not a bigger version, more powerful version of your earthly father. God is what you imagine the perfect father to be. Hmm. And that one really struck a change in my whole relationship with God. And so I, that song, good, good father, I believe it's Chris Tomlin, maybe Um, that song, good, good father, really, I I will cry to this day when I hear that one. Um, That one has been very key to me. And um, currently I'm really loving goodness of God. I, I just, all my life, you have been faithful. That's, um, that's pretty key. <laughs> well, um, so like you songs are extremely powerful to me and the ones that you've just mentioned, wow, they, they actually take me back and remind me so much of, of God's face faithfulness today. I was having a very brave conversation with one of my coworkers and I um, had to state over and over again that if it weren't for my faith, I would not be here. So I am so grateful. Uh, and you mentioned about Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you. Prosper is not necessarily financial, although that is wonderful, um, but it's also just richness of life, richness of family, of, of community, of new perspectives. And then what does hope look like for people who have no hope? If you're listening today and you feel like you have no hope, I want to invite you to um, contact us, reach out to Vicki, reach out to myself, reach out to a local church or someone of faith and um, find that hope that you've been looking for. Um, Because we know that it's only found in Jesus Christ. which is what we can offer to people, right, Vicki? It really yes. is. It's the only, yeah. you know, we can offer that. We can offer coffee. We can offer listening um, <laughs> and offer that, invite that, that relationship to Jesus Christ. Um, so you've mentioned quite a few uh, resources. So I want to make sure that when we're done today, that I put those in my modified show notes. However, I'm slowly <laughs> wa- working this out. Um, just so that if people inquire that they can look at it. Uh, so what is, um, what's something pivotal right now in your life that is, um, I guess, helping just motivate you get through the awful, um, the difficult time that we've been in, I guess, in the last couple of years, anything like that? I, I, I would say that my new life verse is Proverbs 31, 25. Uh, she is clothed in strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. There is so much fear in today's world, particularly since COVID started and everything has been so politicized and my goodness, you hear so much about the World Economic Forum and one world government and digital IDs and there's just a lot of fear around all of it. Um, And I think we need to be, I think we need to be aware, but I don't think we need to live in fear. I think we need to remember that we can, we can laugh at the days to come because if this is the end times, isn't that what we've lived for? If, if we're living a life of faith, right? Like this is what we 
been preparing for. So yeah, this is personally, if it gets closer to heaven, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that and that really is truly the hope that we have. So um, I would like you to kind of go back a few years. And do you have any fun childhood pivotal moments that you can recall, especially because you come from the East Coast? Oh my goodness. I, I, <laughs> I don't really even remember the first time I went to a beach. It was just such a commonplace thing, but that has been something that I have missed since moving to Saskatchewan. So I think that um, living in, I've always just lived rural. I've never really, there was about a year of my life I lived in a city mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and it didn't go well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A love of nature, I think, um, just, yeah, I think my childhood ingrained in me a love of nature and a love of family. Um, my parents often had games night with us. Uh, my dad used to take us, he was a truck driver and he used to take us in the truck every Friday, um, some short trip. It was, yeah, a, a love of family, a love of nature. I mm-hmm. think those things are, yeah, come from my childhood. Yeah. So how does that spill over into your role as a grandma? Oh my goodness. I love those girls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just, there's nothing I love more. Uh, My oldest granddaughter, she has what she calls the Nana 911. Um, Nana 911. And I know that I need to call her, go visit her. And I just, I just love every minute I spend with them. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it, it is fun, isn't it? Yeah. And I actually, I mean, it does keep us young, um, which is, which is really good. So um, has, is there anything else that, that has been pivotal in your life that you want to share? Um, I think if I could share a quote with you that I'm really well known Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in family, I think my older three kids all roll their eyes when they hear, um, when they hear, be careful what you feed your mind. <laughs> okay. It's be careful what you feed your mind. I, it's more than your diet. A healthy diet is more than what you eat. I think what you read and what you listen to and um, yeah, what you absorb 24 seven really, really can impact how you live your life. And you might not even notice at first but I will tell you that when my 11 year old is not listening to Christian music or not when he's spending too much time on YouTube or too much on time on video games it really changes his attitude and his mindset Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I have been known to go into his room at night and turn on Spotify and Christian music and even in his sleep like he's hearing it and he's absorbing it and he he will wake up and sing songs you never sang at church. So I, I just, I really believe there's power in what you feed your mind. Yeah, that's a very powerful quote. Um, thank you. That uh, We need to be reminded of that, but probably purposefully why I don't watch a lot of the news. I don't know. There's, there's just so <laughs> much that, that goes through. Yeah, that goes through our mind. Uh, I love how yeah. our time goes here and how it flows. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now that you can flip and ask me a question if you're prepared. I, you know, it's interesting that you asked about my childhood because what I had written down uh, to ask you was if you have any early childhood memories that are a foundation of joy or shame or adventure or 
Mm. What is your earliest childhood oh. memory and how did it feed your life? Yeah. How did it feed my life? Um, so I have early childhood memories and growing up on the farm by Kennedy, Saskatchewan, uh, we didn't get into the big city very often. And uh, there used to be a Greyhound, no, Moose Mountain bus lines used to drive by our farm uh, once, twice a week. And <laughs> my sister and I, we would have been 10 and nine. And my mom, wow, she was very brave would let us go on the Moose Mountain bus lines to Regina by ourselves. And our grandpa would pick us up at the bus depot in the city. And uh, that's one of my favorite memories because number one, that's when I first started drinking coffee um, because he, <laughs> my grandpa would say, well, girls, should we go and get a coffee and a Dutchie? And that was from oh. Robin's Donuts. So I always remember that. And I was really young. Um, when that so I share your love of coffee but then also there was just the times of being able to spend with my sister and go to our grandparents um, those were those were foundational those were really really important times yeah I I remember that they were precious and now yes. I happen to have the privilege of living in the house where they were living um, oh, so there's all those memories there. Yeah. And I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's just one. And I mean, we grew up on a farm, so, you know, our, um, hard, hardworking, I'm the oldest of five and, um, yeah, our parents worked really hard and times weren't, weren't easy sometimes. So no. looking for those moments of joy, <laughs> I guess another thing would be is that our family is very, very musical. Um, so a deep love of, of music kind of a, yes. of all genres yep yeah and so that yeah. that gives me a lot of joy I must admit yes. it really does yes. <laughs> so, do you have anything last minute that you would like to share with us um I, I don't think so I just I want people to be calm and to not panic at the state of the world today mm -hmm. and to find if no one's calling you for coffee call them or you know just, I think it's just important that we stay connected um, and, and do stay away from the news. My husband is a new junkie, but I told him when he dies, I'm burying the TV with him. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, that's good. Actually, because you speak about your husband, do you have a pivotal piece of advice for relationships, especially with your partner or spouse? Oh my goodness. Um, let the little things go. Let the little things go. That man is so amazing. I mean, he washes dishes and he does laundry and he does housework. And when I'm gone to the city for groceries on Saturday, because I became the designated shopper through COVID, <laughs> uh, he, he, does, he does all of the housework. He, he cooks most suppers. I'm hardly allowed in my own kitchen. Um, you, can, you can make a big deal out of a lot of little things. <laughs> Try to make them the good ones. <laughs> oh, wow. Vicki, on that note, which is epically wonderful. <laughs> I am going to say thank you so much for joining us today. You know what? This has been 40 minutes of, I believe, rich conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Yeah. Take care, Vicki. Talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. Again soon. Bye-bye. I love connecting with our guests. And I'm honored that you took the time to join us on today's episode of Pivot. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation and can look back at your own pivotal moments and then look ahead. Life has so much to give us. I want to give a shout out at the end of the program to Scott Patrick Music 
for providing the fine guitar picking, and to Mosaic Music in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan for the recording equipment. See you again next time on Pivot. <laughs>